What's up, everybody? I hope you have had a great day. I have. I've had an awesome day. I think this podcast is going to be really informative. Forgive me if there's not a lot of structure to it. I've just never really been one of these guys that can jot things down on like a piece of notebook paper and go in order. Like I've tried to do that sometimes and I just don't feel like it's the way I want to be and the way I want to talk. I, I become uh, so focused on the order of things that I, I, I actually miss more things when I talk doing that than I do gathering my own thoughts as I go and just kind of giving it to you guys real. And, and that's just me. Maybe some people are better at that than I am, but that's always been me. I feel like this is going to be a very, very informative podcast, though. Uh, there's a, a few things I want to touch on. A couple of them I want to really get in depth with. Now, a lot of what I talk about, if, if you guys have, have read the articles and maybe listened to a couple of the podcasts, aside from the funny shit and the rants and stuff, I, I try to get into the mentality of the bodybuilder. And I know when I'm thinking a certain way about what it is that I'm doing, there's probably a lot of other people that are thinking the same way or maybe have the same questions. I want to start off by talking about nutrition and the cost of doing this and being a bodybuilder and eating foods that cost a little more money in guilt, okay? Now, for a long time, I felt the same way that a lot of you might feel. Oh my God, you know, I spent $250 this week on groceries and that's too much. I should only be spending $100. Um, what I'm doing is not right. This is overboard. This is cutting into life, blah, blah, blah. And you know, I'm just, I'm done thinking like that. I just, I got to a point where I'm like, you know what? Why shouldn't my groceries cost more money? I'm into this to a much larger degree than most people. It's a part of me. It's what I want to fucking do. So if my groceries are $200 a week or $300 a week, which they have been probably on the, the norm, I don't want to think about every little thing. But if I really calculated everything up, I mean, everything, the whole nine yards, I mean, um, doctor's visits, TRT, supplements, you know, if I add my own shit to it, the grocery cost, you know, all that stuff, you know, maybe protein powder. If I added all that up, I'm probably looking at a steep monthly cost, but I'm not going to feel guilty about it anymore because this is the way I've been for a long time. And this is what I fucking love doing, man. I love the gym. I love nutrition. I love bodybuilding. If I didn't love it, I wouldn't be talking about it right now. On a Friday night at 9 p.m., I'd be out like everybody else, get my drink on or doing whatever it is that, that average, well-rounded people do. But I'm not like that. And I've accepted that. And I like my fucking life. I like my lifestyle. If I drop a few hundred hours a week on groceries, it's just part of what I do. Guys, don't think I'm rich, okay? I am not somebody who is like, I live well, I do pretty good for myself, but I wouldn't consider myself to be that kind of person that just can drop money on everything and not think twice about it, okay? I just have different priorities. So where you might spend $800 a month on a car payment, I don't have a car payment, but trust me, I make up for it in groceries and everything else, else that goes along with the bodybuilding lifestyle. And I just get so fucking pissed off when I see these stupid ass videos. Like I saw one on YouTube. It just pops up in my feed and I, I watch it for like 10 seconds. And it's some guy, it's like, oh, I can, I can get everything I need to bulk with for $20 a week. 
right? And he, so the guy spends $80 and he says it's going to last him a month. Fucking bullshit. Bullshit. That makes for a nice little video that gets a lot of hits. It's, it's maybe nice for someone that doesn't know how to eat to watch this to get some ideas. Maybe say, oh, okay, well, you could buy cans of black beans cheap and you can get this cheap and, um, you know, mix this ground beef with this and this brown rice or whatever. And, okay, here's how I can get extra protein and extra calories in my diet for not a lot of money. But to just say, hey, I can eat for 20 fucking dollars a week and grow and do this to this level. No, you can't. No, you fucking can't. That's the biggest bunch of shit. I'd even dare to say that a lot of those videos like big on a budget. Oh, I can get all my groceries for the week for fucking 50 bucks. No, you can't. No, you fucking can't. Especially if you're a professional bodybuilder. All right. This shit is clickbait fucking bullshit. I'm here to tell you that the shit's expensive. Now, instead of having this fucking hippie bum mentality where it's, oh, how many corners can I cut? How cheap can I live? How fucking cheap can I live? Think about how you can get that shit, man. Say to yourself, I like bodybuilding. I like eating. I like nutrition. I like my lifestyle. I want to take it to the next level because I fucking love it. So how do you take it to the next level? You got to make more financially to live the lifestyle that you want to live. All right. And I think that so many people are looking at this like, wait a minute, I got to make this big sacrifice with work and finances and this and that. And they don't want to make that sacrifice, but they'll make the sacrifice to slave their ass off in the gym and go through all the pain and the sets and the reps. Well, as soon as you can understand that the two go hand in hand, my brother, your fucking progress is going to hit like warp speed, all right? And that's the point I got where it's like, you know what? I'm not going to feel guilty about what I do because this is who I am. I have never been the same as other people. I have never been a person that's been fucking average and just fit in my entire life. I have never fit in anywhere my entire life. And it wasn't until I was in my bedroom with the door closed listening to my music on the stereo and lifting fucking weights and doing my push-ups, that I finally felt like I was myself. There was nobody around to watch and I just finally felt like, dude, this is me. This is me. And do you know how fucking good that felt? Then I got in the gym, right? I graduated from my bedroom workouts with my cheap sand-filled weight plates to the gym. And then as I got bigger and I got more involved with it, um, and this was, you know, as a teenager, I started working to buy my own groceries because I didn't expect my parents to buy the expensive type of foods that were high in protein because I wanted to do something that was an expensive thing. You know, it wasn't like I just needed football pads for the season and then, you know, the cost was done. It became a revolving expense. And I saw that from a real young age. So I would work. And, you know, whatever I had to do, I would mow lawns, I would stock uh, groceries at the store, you know, little part-time gigs here and there. And a lot of it really just went towards my groceries and, and things that had to do with like the gym and, and my bodybuilding, okay? I didn't spend it on a lot of things that maybe other kids were out doing, all right? I wasn't really buying beer. You know, I did like everyone else. I'd party here and there, you know, but it was, it was a sacrifice from, from the beginning. I've been in some 
rough financial positions. I was in a spot one time where I was living in an apartment complex and I was working a labor type job and I come home from the shop and every day I come home, I go to get my mail. You know, you go down by the office, you get your mail in your little individual box. And, I, and there was a little bulletin board. And I saw that somebody posted something on that bulletin board, uh, wanted somebody to deliver newspapers on the weekends. And I said, well, you know what? It's a couple hundred bucks extra a week. I think it was somewhere close to that at the time. This was, uh, oh, I don't know, man, maybe almost 20 years ago. And I said, I can do this on the weekends. I don't really have anything else going on. So I'll do this on Friday. And um, I'm sorry, you, you, early, early Saturday morning. I mean, you go to pick your newspapers up at like 2.33 in the morning. And I said, you know, I'm going to look at it like two things. Extra money for groceries so it doesn't take away from my other expenses um, in the way I live. And cardio. So I would go to these different apartment communities, you know, and some of them I'd run up like three flights of stairs to the top level to maybe drop off like one newspaper and then run down the stairs and, you know, I'd walk some of the buildings. I'd get back in my car and I'd drive around to the next ones. I had like three or four different apartment communities that I did this, um, I delivered papers to. And I just, I got in that right mind frame where it's like, hey dude, it's cardio and it's money for the lifestyle that you love. I didn't sit down and say, hey, how can I go from spending, you know, $100 a week on groceries to getting big on a, a budget? No, I looked at like, hey, how do I fucking get ahead in other areas of my life? Now, no, I don't really think a paper route is, is getting ahead in the long haul, but it was getting ahead at the time. It was allotting me the, the right resource to do what I wanted to do on a better level at that time. And a lot of my life has been like that. It's just been fucking hustling, man. It's been doing what I've had to do and just step into the fucking plate and swinging. All right. Some things were small. Some things were big. But I see a lot of people now, especially, and I, and I hate to just throw age as a number because, hey, look, none of us know what the fuck we want to do. None of us have our shit together. Right. I mean, we see people that they look like they had it made and they're more confused than fucking anybody. I think we all are. But I think that the up and coming generation of teenagers and uh maybe guys into their guys and girls into their twenties. And if it, guys, listen, if you're listening to this and you fall in that age group and you're not like this, good. My hat's off to you. Congrats. All right. They have this cost cutter mentality. It's how cheap can I live? How cheap can I live? How cheap can I live? And I can understand this to some degree where it's like, okay, well, there's no reason to live in a, a 5,000 square foot home. Why not have more experiences in life? Why not travel? Um, I, I get that, okay? But some people just really have taken this thing uh, over the edge. And it's become this uh, mentality of, I'm not used to ever having anything, so everything that costs a little bit of money is going to freak me the fuck out, and I'm going to say, that's a ripoff, that's a ripoff, that's a ripoff. And those people don't know how to live, they don't know what they're doing, and, you know, everyone should just live like me, and I'm a fucking hippie, and blah, blah, blah. And none of these people are really self-sufficient to that much of a degree. A lot of them live off other people. Hey, man, can I crash on your couch for a couple days? And yada, yada, yada. And they embrace this, like, just this hippie fucking bum lifestyle. I can understand if you want to say, hey, I'll go to Aldi to buy my groceries this week instead of here because now I have more money for my bills or I want to take a trip. Well, I get that. I get that. But what I, I ask a lot of people to do is to say, hey, how can I live better, all right? I don't go to Walmart 
to buy my groceries. I could probably save 20 or 30 bucks a trip going to Walmart to buy my groceries. You know why I don't want to go to Walmart to buy my groceries? Because I don't want to be around fucking scumbags. I don't want to sit in line for another 30 minutes listening to kids screaming and crying, listening to all these fucking people bicker and I need a CSM. I need a CSM. I don't know how to do shit. Going to a fucking U-scan, right? It doesn't matter how you do the U-scan. I'm convinced the fucker's going to throw a flag every time. Oh, you need cashier assistance. You need get. Ca- I mean, how do you use it? Do you, do you leave all the shit on the little scale in the bag? All right. Do you put the shit in the cart? Because either way, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, right? Something's going to fuck up. You know, it won't scan the fucking code on something. You're just going to need a cashier. And then you got one person running around with like five different U-scans trying to help everybody. They're busier than they'd be at a fucking register. Just open another goddamn register. I don't go there because I outprice the fucking dirtbags. It comes down to lifestyle. If you don't want outprice the dirtbags, then be content dealing with bullshit, being around scumbags. My, maybe I'm too short-tempered for that. Maybe I just have to have a little bit more of an easy-going mind frame. But here's another example, okay? Two different beaches, all right, in the, in the southeast area close to where I live. I have Charleston, and I have Myrtle Beach. Now, I can go to Myrtle Beach, and I can find plenty of places to park for free. I can find plenty of hotels for $30 or $40 a night that are probably plastered in fucking semen stains and cigarette butts and everything else. Or I go to Charleston where the restaurants cost a little bit, the parking costs $10, and I will go to Charleston because I don't want to be around fucking scum. I know this doesn't really have to do with bodybuilding, guys, but what I'm trying to get you guys to understand is it's the fucking mind frame, all right? If you're in the gym and you're willing to try to progress in the gym and you're trying to get ahead and make changes, why can't you take that same mentality into other areas of your life. And what you're going to find is they're both going to go hand in hand. Being in shape and, and you know, is going to help you with your job performance. And then your job performance in, in your career or business or what have you is going to help you with getting in better shape. It, to some degree, it is expensive. It's very expensive, guys. Let's say, everybody listen to this. You guys are experienced enough to fucking know this. I don't even have to say this, but I, I'm just going to, to, to kind of make my point clear here. A jug of protein on average is what, 25, 30 bucks? Oh, but wait a minute. I can order a jug of some shit that's loaded with fillers and crap and it's some fucking flavor I don't like, like baby formula vanilla. I can get that online for a lot less money. Guess what? I don't fucking like baby formula fucking vanilla. I want the other flavor. I want the better quality protein powder so I'm not fucking shitting my ass off constantly and I will pay for that. So let's say $30 versus 15. Well, 30 bucks. Let's say I go through it in a week, right? That's $120 a month. That's just protein powder. That's not counting like maybe the $30 a week in eggs and, you know, everything else that goes along with it. Uh, we, we haven't started talking about steaks and meat and fish. It gets up there. But if I just had that mentality like, oh, no, man, you, you, you can't afford it. You know, it's too much money and... and That is, it's like you're this bodybuilder who wants to be all in, but you're trying to still have that mind frame of the average person. And you can't, you guys got to let it go. You have to decide to yourself, do I just want to do this to this level where, you know, it's enough to be like damage control. So I can eat some fucking brownies and not be 400 pounds. Maybe I'll just be 300. Do I want to do it like that? 
and still go to all the games and tailgate and drink my ass off and live like a fucking slob? Or am I all in? And if you're all in, God damn it, live like you're all in. And don't, no remorse, no regrets. We don't care what the fuck it meant. Another day, another death, right? Um, so, yeah, man, get that shit out of your mind. It's like, all right, you drop fucking $200, $300 a week in groceries, so fucking be it, all right? Maybe you don't have a car payment. Maybe you don't have uh, uh, you know, a subscription to uh, fucking Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, YouTube uh, Premium, Right? I mean, damn, electronic shit, that, that gets up there too, right? So um, that's that's the thing, guys. That's the first thing I want to talk about um, is, is the nutrition and the mentality that can either go with you playing to a higher level in the gym and with your nutrition or that can go against it. Now, let me just give you guys an example here. I, I, I'm going to get even steeper with the cost of groceries, okay? And I'm going to tell you about how, look, anybody can take care of themselves. That isn't shit to me. All right, just feeding yourself, putting a roof over your own head. You can do that working almost anywhere to, to some level, some way, shape or form. When you have a family, right? Well, I always used to buy like my own groceries, okay? And, and I guess, let me let me back up here. This goes along also with the guilt thing. Um, a lot of guys like want to be a bodybuilder by day, but then by night they don't want to because they think like maybe their family is going to look down on them or they're going to think like dad's not involved or whatever. Nah, man. I mean, I can sit at a dinner table with my family and eat my own shit while they eat their stuff. And I don't expect them to eat like me. I never did this. Like I'll try to buy some healthy stuff. Like, Hey, maybe they'll gravitate towards the Greek yogurt instead of the potato chips. Or maybe, um, it's like it's healthier stuff, but it's not like plain skinless chicken breast, you know, egg whites. It'll be something like, hey, here's some some um, sandwich wraps that I picked up from the store or something that something that's still appealing to them, but it's not total junk. It has some sort of nutritional value to it. So I never believed in forcing my, my kid, my stepdaughter and my son, but my kids, I just call them my kids, even though, you know, one's not mine biologically, but still my kid, I you know. I never forced it on him. And I, I guess whatever I did, I did it right. Because my son, who's 10, will go in the kitchen, get out the Magic Bullet blender, and make his own, like, protein shakes. He'll, like, throw a banana in there, peanut butter, maybe use a scoop of my protein powder, and then uh, some Fairlife milk, and maybe some honey or something. He just kind of comes up with his own shit. He's just getting to that point now where he's just experimenting with stuff. And he's 10. And he's like, oh, I'm going to make a shake. So, you know, some mornings he eats crap, he'll eat a bowl of cereal or, you know, a, a crepe or something like that. Um, but he is getting to the point now where it's not like it's all he wants to eat is junk because he's been sheltered from it. I think I've, I've done enough that it's kind of turned them on to wanting to eat good, you know. And, and my whole family is kind of like that now. Anyway, long story short, I've been prepping my meals now and doing this to a, a, a very high standard I've set for myself for almost 24 years, round about 24 years, all right? From the days of buying my own groceries as a teenager to um, what I've been doing lately, which is there's a meal prep service in town. I just decided I needed a break. I was just like, you know what? Let me use the meal prep service for a couple weeks, give myself the mental de-stressor of this, get rid of all the fucking dishes for just a couple weeks, because it, it does, man, it wears on you. And I found that by doing that, I just feel all in, man. Like, I mean, I'm killing the workouts. 
it's more of a, a, a thoughtless process lately. But these meals are still within a good caloric range for what I'm trying to do right now, which I am eating below a deficit. So they're around about 400 calories a meal, sometimes 500. Now on the protein side of things, some of them are a little bit lower than what I'm used to, but that's not a bad thing for a guy like me. Someone that's just been pounding protein, you know, again and again and again throughout the day for a number of years, I do believe protein can bind up your digestion. I think it's good to lower it sometimes and just kind of let your system kind of flush itself out if that makes any sense. So I've been using the meal prep service and I want to say I spend like, it's close to $100 for like, uh, uh, let me see here, maybe 10 or no, probably about 15 meals I can get for about $100. They're, they're like six, five, six, seven dollars a meal, depending on what you get. All right. I know you can get like the 21 meal plan a week for round about like 129, 139, something like that. So I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to eat like two or three of these a day. I'll make my own breakfast with oats and eggs and whatnot. Maybe do something on my own at night. Like I usually eat a, a piece of lean steak like every day. Um, just I, I'm not huge on chicken. I've just eaten so much of it throughout the years that every once in a while I just have to give myself a break from chicken. All right. So it's not a lot more money than I would spend like prepping my own meals. It's no dishes. It's not as much trash. I mean, it, it is very, very convenient. Now for the people out there, that make very uh, decent money and have a very, very busy lifestyle, okay? Um, people that are like maybe lawyers, doctors, people that work in, um, well, I don't know if you could get them in the, work in like a, a oil fields. Um, maybe you could bring them with you and throw them in a freezer or something, I don't know. Guys, if you have one of these meal prep services available to you, I urge you to try it because it will help you stick to something. At least it keeps you in the right caloric parameters. At least it's better than junk, okay? And I'll tell you, man, honestly, a lot of the meals actually taste pretty fucking good. Now, you're gonna be a little hungry after you eat them, all right? You're gonna be a little hungry, but it's enough to get most people by a few hours before they need to eat again. And for me, it's perfect because I can just say, hey, all right, this meal's 400 calories. A few hours later, this meal's four, or maybe four or 500 calories. And then, you know, a few hours later, this meal is 400 calories. How do I bridge the gap to get to like 25, 2800 calories a day, wherever I'm, wherever I'm at? Okay, well, I'll do, you know, a couple oats in the morning with some eggs and at night I'll do this, you know, and boom, I'm right there where I need to be. So it's a very good idea and it gave me a, a mental break. But the point I'm getting at here is I get these fucking things home and I get them in the freezer and my wife decides that she wants to try some and she likes them. She thinks they're great. Now she wants to, me to buy her a meal plan every week from this fucking place. So she goes to the gym with me today and she says, you know, I want to get back in the gym. Now my wife's very, very tiny, very petite, okay? She's like 100 pounds, five foot tall. She got a little bit heavier, like up to like me. I say a little heavier. I mean like she gained five pounds or six pounds or some shit. So she wanted to go to the gym. So she goes to the gym with me today and she jumps on the scale and she lost four pounds in the past week, just changing the way she was eating. She lost four pounds. And I told her, I said, well, yeah, I said, you know, now you got to make it firm. I was like, you just can't starve yourself. You want to get back into the weights and um, that way you'll, you'll burn more fat at a resting rate and everything will look harder and you'll get the chemicals going in your body. You just feel better. We went to the gym today. 
And you know, we come home and I ate one of these meals and she ate one of these meals and she got into two of these meals yesterday and two the day before. So now I'm sitting here like, ah, oh, fuck, man. You're going to make it. So I got to buy like two meal plans a week. So now I got to buy like 42 meals a week, which is going to be like $240, $250. Still, I'll still fucking do that because I understood that when I had a family, I was going to take care of more than just myself. I still will do that. So my family can feel better about themselves. My son's not going to eat them. And my stepdaughter, my stepdaughter eats one today. And she wants them, right? So now it's like, all right, let's not get too crazy. How do we do this? All right, I could do the two meal plans a week. I'll give her 10 of them or whatever. So in between classes at college when she's home, maybe she can eat one. And, you know, I guess I just won't eat three of them a day. I guess I'll just go back to eating one or two a day because these vultures want to come in and trespass on my fucking lifestyle. But you know what? I don't care, man. Money aside, I'm glad that they're eating healthy. I'm glad that she wants to get into it. Um, And like I said, I don't push it on them, but this is just stuff that they want to do. And, you know, if it makes it easier on them, then I will make that sacrifice to let them have it because the the convenient look meal prep is hard for people that don't know much about this. And despite all the meals I eat and all the prep and all the talk that she hears me go on about this stuff, unless you've really done it, you're just not really into the full swing of it. So if I got to do that and then I you know go I prep all my meals, which I plan on going back to anyway. Honestly, like in a couple of weeks is like hey, I'll go back to this. Um, just because, I mean, yeah, these meals are all right and they're in the right caloric uh, parameter, but really the stuff I prep, I know exactly what's what, you know, and it, it's cleaner. But guys, that's my point. That's my point is, look, it's easy just to think of, of yourself. And I think that if you're always into bodybuilding, but you don't ever branch out into anywhere else in life, you're going to have a fucking lonely existence. And one day your body's not going to look the way it looked when you were 25 years old and at your peak performance or whatever. And you're going to say, well, Jesus, what else is there? I mean, that's why so many bodybuilders that commit fucking suicide. It's, it's not, I mean, it's not just their hormones are out of whack and they're depressed and whatnot. They look back on their life, almost like they're looking at their life from the third person and they're saying, what the fuck did you do with your life? You pushed everybody away from you. You never did anything else that fucking mattered or was worth a shit other than going to the gym. What have you done with your life? I don't have anything left. I don't have a future. I don't have any financial stability. I could barely keep a fucking roof over my head. You know, give me the nine millimeter. Boom. A lot of bodybuilders have been down this road and you don't want to fucking be one of them, man. I'm telling you right now, you don't want to be like that. The best decision I ever made, I ever made was when I was in my mid to late 20s and I said, you know, I, I don't, maybe I won't do this to, to this level. Maybe I'll never be a pro, but I want to have some other things. And I love these people. Um, by people, I mean my wife, my stepdaughter, and I got engaged, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that's what you guys got to do, guys. I'm not like, don't take that the wrong way. I'm not saying, oh, you need to do everything I've done or your life sucks. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying for me and for the way I think a lot of other people may feel, this is just something to think about. All right, but back again to the point I'm really trying to make here is bulking on a budget. Bulking, uh, how do I feed myself for $20 a week? Get the fuck out of here, man. We're we're not even in the same world, all right? 
I'm worried about how I'm going to bodybuild to my peak fucking level. How I'm going to buy my gear, my protein powder, and all that shit. And how I'm still going to give my family a fucking awesome life. Now, guys, don't take this the wrong way. I want to say I want to state something very, very clearly here. I never, ever take away from my family and put bodybuilding first. I have in the past, or when I was a young, dumb fuck, I did that a couple times. And it is the stupidest, most selfish, fucked up thing that you could do. I never take away from them. I say to myself, how do I hustle? How do I live a way that I want to live? Because this is what I love to do. This is my favorite hobby, my, my pastime. Give these people that I love a good life and we have great experiences. We travel and we can share things together. How do I do that? And you're not going to do that with this fucking hippie mentality of, you just want to live for free, man. You know, let me just, how cheap, how cheap can I live? How No, that's too much money, dude. No. Right? I mean, just, you, you're not going to do it. All right, so on to the next topic, all right? That was long-winded, guys. Thanks for sticking with me. The next topic is when it comes to testosterone and steroids. I get this question a lot, or, or well, I get a, a, a string of questions that surround this one topic that I'm about to bring up. It's like the guys want to have a good testosterone level. They don't want to be on a prescription. They don't want to be on anything they got to take the rest of their life. Blah, blah, fucking blah. You need to ask yourself right now whether you're all in or whether you're not. If you're all in, get on the shit. Get your fucking levels tested. Get on a prescription of testosterone and take the fucking shit until you fucking die all right that's what you need to do you need to take the shit till you fucking die if your insurance runs out all right or you can't afford to go to the doctor you might be up shit's creek without a fucking paddle you're gonna have to do one of two things you got to pay out of pocket which can be very expensive but again how do you live the way you want to live or you need to buy the shit illegally off the black market hope that it's up to par every time and that China doesn't send some batch of shit over and, um, you know, you get some, a, a, a bottle is bunk. That's another thing with TRT guys. How do you always know if this, Oh, I always hear about self-administered TRT. How do you know that shit's on par every time you don't. So now before you know it, you got fucking bitch tits, you got acne, you got all the shit. You're depressed. Can't figure out why you can't get a fucking erection, but I'm on, I'm on 500 milligrams of test. What's wrong? Well, you, your shit's fake. It's fake. So now your hormones are doing are back to the yo-yo shit, you know, where if you knew, I mean, if you had prescription shit, you just know that it was on the money. So, I mean, back to what I was talking about, though. These, so I had a guy, I mean, I'm just going to use him as an example. Nice guy, doesn't know a lot about anabolics. He's on testosterone replacement through his doctor, okay? I know his doctor. I know what he's on. I mean, same shit the guy used to put me on until I, I switched doctors later on. And he's talking to me about this stuff, and he's telling me, that all he wants to take is testosterone and that every once in a while he just takes a, a blend, something that's equivalent to like Andropin or Sustanon and he uh, you know, maybe uses two C's of that blend a week which puts him at five or 600 milligrams a week as opposed to like his 200 a week uh, TRT dose. And he feels good about that because it's all natural. It's, it's testosterone. Your body makes it blah 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 all right and i'm like dude no <laughs> it's it's 
you're worried about nothing. It, it, he's telling me, I don't want to take any of the other dirty shit, the stuff with the bad side effects. I'm like, well, too much t- test can give you gyno. It can give you water retention. It can give you bad skin and acne and whatnot. It can raise your red blood cell count if you don't go donate blood, brother. All right? But uh, but but it's testosterone. It's okay. It's just, it's testosterone. Let's take 3,000 milligrams a week. It's all natural. It's testosterone. What the fuck do you think other steroids are? Most of them are derivatives of testosterone. They change, a, you know, one carbon atom here, one molecule there, and you have something that is a derivative of testosterone. They're all going to drive your own test into the fucking dirt. All right? Yeah, some have more harsh side effects than others, but... You just need to be you need to be real with yourself. Are you fucking natural or are you not? You're not natural taking 600 milligrams a week of sustenon. I mean, just you're worried about this petty ass shit. Like these guys have this thing in their mind. Like uh, I'm just I'm a junkie, man. I just yeah, I got syringes lying all over my apartment, man. I don't want my wife to think that I'm a um. I want my wife to think I got a fucking problem. Stop hiding this shit from your fucking spouse and your girlfriend. Quit fucking hiding it. Just be like, yo, this is who I am and this is part of what I do. Either you accept it or fucking leave. When I met my wife, it was our second date. And I was walking through a mall somewhere and I had a group of kids walk past me and one of them, I overheard him say, man, ain't nothing but steroids. That's all steroids right there. And I kind of chuckled to myself and she turned around and looked at me and she said, well, I said, well, what? She's like, well, do you use steroids? I said, I do. I fucking love them. And that's me. And it got to the point where everybody in my family and her family knows they fucking juice. Nobody gives a shit. Hell, her dad thought it was awesome. Right? They all know it's part of what I do. They know I juice. They know I fucking juice a lot sometimes. Not, I mean, not a lot, but, you know, I believe in moderate doses and using things wisely. But um, they, they just... Nobody mentions it. Nobody says, oh, yeah, big steroided out motherfucker. My family knows I do it. Hell, I was talking to my dad about TRT. I'm like, man, you got to get on TRT. He just retired. He started going back to the gym. I said, you'll feel a lot younger. You'll feel a lot better. I said, dad, you don't realize how half empty that glass really was until you get on that test. I just think a lot of people, they just need to get around that stigma of that whole junky mentality I, I tell people like this you know oh it's not good for your body you're damaging yourself it's you know you're doing all this harm to yourself i just say yeah because i look so unhealthy right i just look so unhealthy compared to other people eating at fucking mcdonald's every day and drinking sodas and you know alcohol every night right i'm just fucking terrible you know so guys just you got to make that decision. Either I'm all in or I'm not. Now, here's here's something else I want you to kind of ponder on. If you're going to be all in, be all in with everything. Don't be all in with TRT, but quit working out or quit doing your cardio or quit eating nutritious. All right? Because then, yes, then you might, you might be at more risk for other shit happening, okay? I do feel like there are certain amounts of proactive measures that you have to take when you are what I call all in. All right, you know, donating blood, um, possibly taking something for your cholesterol, which I do. All right, I take Simvastatin, small amount, but I take it and I'll take it the rest of my life. I've accepted that. I don't wake up in the morning, pop open my, my bottle of Simvastatin and be like, oh, what are you doing, man? You took all these fucking pills. I need help. I need help. 
No, I don't. All right, I say, fuck yeah, man, this is going to keep my cholesterol in check, so I keep taking this shit till the day I fucking die. And you know what? I'm just going to be honest with you. If I die fucking 20 years early, I don't fucking give a shit. Who wants those last years when you're shitting yourself in a nursing home and can't remember your own fucking name? Who the fuck wants that? Now, maybe my outlook on death is different than a lot of people's. I have been around a lot of death. I've dealt with a lot of death, okay? Everybody's going to die. I think you know that by now. In case you didn't, I'm here to tell you, you're going to die. And then somebody is going to go to that Social Security office for you, and your Social Security number is going to be wiped out, and that's that. All you ever were was a fucking number. And then a month later, nobody's going to think about it every day. Well, maybe some people, but life's going to go on. Life's going to go on. The world's not going to skip a beat because you're not here. What is the true mark of success in life? I've talked about this before, all right? It's not a fucking number. It's not saying, hey, I lived to 100. Hey, I lived to 80. Hey, I lived to 70. What did you do, man? Did you live life the way that you wanted to? Um, Did you have great experiences? Did you develop great close relationships and have laughs and smiles with the people that, you know, you care about, the people that fucking matter, which most people don't, all right? Keep your circle small. You'll be better off. That's living. And, and, you know, I think everybody is just holding out for some big thing that's just never going to fucking happen, man. You know, I mean, most people's retirement. Well, a lot of people don't retire. They, they, they realize when they sit on their ass, they just fall apart. An object in motion stays in motion. An object at rest fucking dies. Isn't that, isn't that a saying? <laughs> so, I mean, I think the whole idea of retirement is kind of stupid anyway to some degree. You know what? I, I don't know, man. Most people that have that, that dream, like, oh yeah, one day when my wife and I are 65 years old with COPD and falling apart and probably going to die in two years, we're going to go buy a $260,000 Winnebago, fill it up with $1,000 worth of fucking diesel fuel every time, and we're going to travel. Yeah, and that's going to be the fucking life. Then, you know, before you know it, you get a Winnebago, you drive like through like one or two states, you guys are fighting and realize that this shit fucking sucks. <laughs> you know? This sucks. I mean, hey, man, maybe it doesn't suck. Maybe maybe, maybe you will be that person. All right? But what I'm trying to tell you is maybe you fucking won't. Maybe you'll die before that. Maybe your wife will get hit by a fucking train or some shit. And then what do you got? Spent your whole damn life holding out for some stupid shit that'll never come. Now you don't have experiences. You don't have the laughs, the fun, the... The best moments of my life were always like, you know, hindsight. It was always like, hey, you know that day we just did that stupid shit and went up to that trail and, you know, jumped off into the water or whatever. And, you know, you tripped on a fucking rock and busted your head open. No. <laughs> but those those are the type of memories. They're the things that always mean something. And, and a lot of those experiences myself, they were kind of when I didn't have a lot of money. It was kind of like when I was broke, you know. I mean... One of my favorite meals growing up, one of my favorite meals was macaroni and cheese and Spam. Now, Spam in America is for poor people. It's this really salty-ass, thick ham stuff in a can that's got probably 3,000 milligrams of sodium. It's very, very salty. But my mom would make it, and I never knew at the time that the reason my mom was making it was because it was cheap, all right? It was one of my favorite meals growing up. I loved macaroni and cheese and spam. Now, 
I tried macaroni and cheese in Spam again 15 years after the last time I had it growing up in New York. I didn't do so well with it. Wasn't like I remembered it. <laughs> I had heartburn like a motherfucker. I realized, dude, what are you doing? This shit is horrible. But guess what? The memory has never changed. It never, even despite trying it again and the shit gave me heartburn and acid reflux. Or what, what, what the fuck am I talking? Same goddamn thing. Heartburn. What? All right. All right yeah. How many minutes are we into this? Uh, so just, just, I'm just making a point. You know, one of my fond food memories growing up was something that my mom made that was affordable for her. You know, there, there's not always that financial thing on um, what's a good memory and what isn't. Uh, so just to kind of wrap this thing up, guys, don't spend your money like fools, but if you love this lifestyle, if you truly love it, I mean, me, I, I, if I was going to do something else, all right, if I truly had the passion for something, the way that I have for bodybuilding, I would have fucking done it already. I said to myself a long time ago, you're a fucking lifer. You're all in. All right. I'll be popping needles to the day I fucking die. I'll be eating good food, good food for me to the day I die. And I'll be in a fucking gym to the day I die. I might die in there. Man, death's inevitable. All right. A lot. I think death's kind of a preordained thing. It's about those moments. It's about and once you got the experiences, once you have the moments, what else is there, man? What else is there? You can't put a timestamp on it. Get those moments now. Where you're healthy, where you're moving around, where you're able to go to the gym, and you 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 know you're able to have a positive outlook on life. All right, as long as I got the gym on my side, I'm fucking good. You could take every single thing away from me, and I'm good because I have bodybuilding. Bodybuilding, that's like my foundation, man. That's like the thing that says, hey, you know what? I've been here for you, man. I've been here for you your whole fucking life. Every time you were down and out, every time you didn't know which way to turn, every time you needed to pick yourself back up off the fucking ground. I taught you how. That's the gym. That's been the gym throughout the past over two decades that I've been doing this. And that will continue to be the gym for me with whatever happens in my life. I am all fucking in. 110% all in. So stop telling yourself that you need to feel guilty. That you need to be like everybody else because you fucking don't. Because not everybody else is living your li- uh, living life like the way you're living life. Everyone else chasing the fucking horizon. They don't even get it, man. They're chasing the horizon. They don't know their own kids. They don't know what it's like to have fun anymore. They're not, they don't have the ability to just be like, yo, fuck it. I only got 20 bucks, but get in the car. Let's go. Get in the car and let's go. We'll eat off the dollar menu, whatever. We're going to have a good time today. They won't do that. Everyone wants that security blanket. They want to be fucking comfortable. What does the gym teach you guys to do? It teaches you to rise to new levels of comfort by going through hell and things that aren't comfortable. And the more you go through it, the more you're prepared to tackle anything that comes your way, anything. So I want you to ask yourself right now, right fucking now, I want you to ask yourself, are you like everybody else? Are you all in? And if you're all in, goddammit, don't have an ounce of guilt for spending three or $400 a week or whatever. I wouldn't feel guilty about that shit at all. I'd hustle my ass off and say, how the fuck can I keep living the lifestyle that I love? How can I do more reps, more weight, get better abs, a bigger back, Bigger packs, bigger arms. How the fuck can I break necks even more every place I go? That's the way I live. Now ask yourself, are you in or are you out?